Hello and welcome to Connection Life Ministries podcast. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to God's Word. Today's podcast is from Jim Moore, founder of Salem House of Prayer in Salem, Oregon, and Words of Encouragement with Jim Moore. Pray that it holds. So this is Jim Moore. You're watching Words of Encouragement program number 412 in July. I think it's the 20th. Anyway, talking about salt and light today. Sorry for losing you. Um, yeah, that happens sometimes. Make sure you come back on. Say hello. Let me know that uh, we're broadcasting and that everybody's seeing this. So anyway, <clears throat> all right, there we are. Hi, Heather. God bless you. Hi, Jean. Yeah, my apologies for losing everybody. <clears throat> so thank you for tuning in today. I have a pretty important message, I think, today from the Lord. And um, yeah, I had a dream last night. Before I go into that, I'm going to recount what I just talked about for a second, uh, because we are going to be leaving the area again shortly. We have half a dozen states that we're going to be going through, and we sure could use your prayer um, at this time, we could really use some financial support. We've had some pretty big mechanical hits on our vehicle that we uh, we weren't expecting. John, God bless you. And I keep saying I'm going to put the uh, stuff on here that says how you can give, and I keep forgetting. So I'll try to remember that today. Anyway, uh, so we'll be pulling out. Now, tomorrow, uh, Friday, we are going to be at the Salem House of Prayer one last time before we go. And... Um, and then we're going to be going and ministering in Eastern Oregon and so on. If anybody's watching from Eastern Oregon, we're going to be in Redmond. And we'll be posting that on Facebook so you can see. But tomorrow night, we're going to be da, 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 studying out of this. I know it's backwards. I apologize. Okay, there I said it twice, Heather. <clears throat> so we're going to be studying out of the Song of All Songs uh, tomorrow night. I've been doing that a bit more lately, and uh, it's super, super healthy for your soul, super encouraging. If you're really tired right now and just need some reviving, good morning, Angie, and really need the Lord to speak to you um, in ways that are really fundamental and foundational and can help your heart, this is the one to come to. So it's the last chance, last opportunity to see us in Slobloop. <clears throat> excuse me, liable to be a number of months before we're back in the area again. So if you want to see us, hug a neck, shake a hand, we'll be there. Amen. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got some congestion going on here this morning. Weather's been great. Yeah. Amen. Glad it stopped raining. All right. Going to jump right into this. Um, the two passages that I would like to uh, just talk a little bit about this morning are Matthew chapter 5. Uh, verse 13 and verse 14. Jesus said two phrases, and I'm going to get into that in just a second. He said, you're the salt and you're the light. You, you and me. Of course, he is salt and light too. We get what we get. We get our calling and our gifting from him, right? So he's not like, well, I'm, I'm not really the light. You're the light. No, he's both. It's both, right? He says, I'm the light of the world. Then he goes on to say, you're the light. So he, I don't think he said I'm the salt of the earth. He didn't say that he was salt. <clears throat> Excuse me. But he is, right? Of course we know that. So we get our mandate and our power and our ability to be what we're called to be from him directly. So 
before I read that, I want to talk about a little dream I had last night. It's a little bit different of a dream. It was one. Hello, Fred. God bless you. Some of you are not going to like it. Some of you are. I ask you just to listen and hold your opinion for a minute. Okay. I listen to a lot of people. I listen to a lot of, uh, and, and again, as I said in the first attempt here, I would normally reserve this for the new broadcast, which is Justice for America that happens on Tuesdays on the same channel. But I felt like this couldn't wait. And it's a call to prayer. It's a call to action because uh, there's an overstepping of authority, an attempt to do that, that will literally, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating, literally shift the entire planet. So I'll tell you what that is. Um, but I listen to a lot of people who I have not listened to much lately is a guy by the name of Tucker Carlson. Now, I know some of you are like become, hi, mom, really anti-Fox. And there's, you know, people in the ownership and, and I don't want to go down that. But truth is truth. It doesn't matter whose mouth it's in. OK, uh, so if somebody somebody who is on the left or somebody, you know, who is obviously really radically socialistic, communist, whatever. And they say, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, you know, that doesn't change the fact that it's truth. We'd rather, you know, be spoken from a believer, but you get what I'm saying. And so I had this dream last night about Tucker Carlson and a very large man. I'm not going to go super deep in the dream because I want you to watch the link. And as the Lord gives me permission, I may expound upon it later on, maybe next Tuesday. I don't know. But the idea was this very large man was going to be running for president. And basically, Tucker was not having any of it. Now, this morning, I don't normally look through. I'm just trying to give you some background. So I want you to see how I arrived at it. I wasn't like, well, I've been watching Tucker and this guy. The guy in the dream, the real large man, I didn't even know who he was. I couldn't have told you his name to save my soul. But I kind of recognized him a little bit. But anyway... I haven't been seeing anything about him. I haven't been listening to Tucker. So none of these, these are way out of my wheelhouse for the last, you know, I don't know, couple a month or whatever, weeks. Anyway, so I see Tucker and I see this large man. And and this morning, as I don't typically look at news stuff before this program, for obvious reasons, I don't want it to really affect what I'm going to say. I'm listening. I'm praying. I'm asking the Lord, show me where you want me to go in the scripture. It's time for bread for your people. Give us this day our daily bread and all that. Hi, Deb. God bless you. Nice to see you. So I don't normally do that. But this one, when I went to turn on my my phone, one of these videos popped up. And it's like, oh, it's Tucker. I just had a dream about him. I'm supposed to look at this. I look at this. Now, get this. Within the first few minutes, the man who I could not identify, the large man, he mentions, Tucker mentions him in the dream, in his uh, monologue, in the video that he just released. And I'm like, okay, that cannot be an accident. Okay. So it may be that the point of this was to get you and I to watch the video. Now, let me, and again, aside from dream interpretation and going into all that, I'm not going to do that. But here's what I'm going to say. Okay. Regardless of what you feel about Tucker Carlson, I believe what he is sounding the alarm on in this video that I included uh, in the broadcast today is super important. Now, I was aware of the issue. I'll tell you what the issue is. Hold on. I was aware of the issue, but I wasn't aware that he'd spoken to it. 
it has to do with the president. Okay. This is a call to prayer. This is a call to you believing that your God is listening to your prayer. So you will literally grab a hold of that faith and go to your knees and pray and join a group or whatever. This is a big, big deal. Now, let me tell you what it is. So, uh, I don't know, a month or so ago, some of you remember when it kind of came down the pike that the president was going to use executive privilege, which means basically he doesn't have to vote on it, doesn't even have to tell Congress. He can just kind of write it out and it's done. He was going to use executive privilege to hand over okay, our health system, as it were. I don't want to go too deep in it, but because most of you are going to remember this to the WHO, to the World Health Organization. He was going to hand over our national sovereignty about our own health care to a global entity. The reason why is because a lot of these guys, and you have to wake up to this, are they want a global system. They really do. It's something that the enemy has tried to establish many times historically. This is not some fantasy. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's been happening for thousands of years, and it's happening. It's pretty much happened in every generation, but now they're very upfront about it. It's accelerating. They feel like they've got the masses on their side, and they want this and whatever. We are called to be salt and light. And salt and light means speaking out. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness and a global governance that is ultimately head up by, you know, according to the book of Revelation, the false prophet and all that. That would definitely be something that we are not supposed to have fellowship with. As a matter of fact, God was very harsh, really harsh about it. And it, I mean, he's righteous, but he said, he said, anybody that takes this mark and moves into this system has a part in this. They're not going to have eternal life. Now, I didn't write that. He wrote that. Now, all the ramifications of that deserve exploration. But anyway, I'm just trying to set the foundation that basically, as a believer, I am not pro-global government because what I read in the scripture is that that is not God and it's not a good thing. It goes all the way back to Nimrod, the very first guy that tried to establish a global government. God stepped in and confused their language so they couldn't do it. And then we see all the way in the end. So Genesis, Nimrod, all the way in the end in Revelation, the enemy's still trying to do it. Why? Because he knows there's power and unity. All right. So recently, hi, Kevin, praying for you today, my friend. Let's talk on the phone. So <clears throat> recently, the president tried to uh, hand over our national sovereignty concerning health care to the world, emphasis on the word world health organization. It failed. Why did it fail? Because enough people rose up and said, not on our watch. Okay. I mean, God did it right. God did it. We, I believe prayer and action are the two things that God responds to. Okay. Faithful prayer, praying in faith. I know there's so many Christians. Well, we're not called to be activists. We're not. You know what? That is so unbiblical. I'm sorry. Get mad at me. I don't know what to tell you. It's simply not in the Bible. We've taught ourselves that over the years, but it's not in the Bible. Anyway. Because the voices rose up and because people prayed, that thing at least got put on the shelf for a while. Now, I expect them to come back and want to do that again. Okay. Sometimes the salt doesn't completely, and listen to me now, because Jesus said, you are the salt, not just the gospel, not just, you know, not just uh, whatever, whatever, but you, you, a person, you are the salt. He said that. You, 
you are the psaltery. There's something's talking outside. Sorry, I'm distracted. And then he said, you are the light. So the light is supposed to shine in the darkness. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but what? Here's what it says, don't do. Don't not fellowship with them. Don't come into agreement with them. And then what is this? That's what you don't do, okay? Most Christians, they get that. But what does it say to do? Rather, not the opposite, reprove them. Reproof is a speech. It is a... It is standing up and saying, that's wrong. I love you. Take a bullet for you. Jesus died for you. I'll lay my life down for you. But that is wrong. Okay, That is actually what it means to be a Christian. Salt, when Jesus says you're the salt, it literally salt. And again, I know we tend to go kind of heavy on the the seasoning aspect of salt. And it is for sure. We're supposed to make people thirsty for the gospel. I get that. I believe that. I preach that. I preached it many times. But listen, in Jesus's day, the big issue of salt was not flavoring. Okay. I mean, they did. Yes, they did use that. I think it was uh, one of the Herods or somebody put salt on his lettuce and invented salad and whatever. I get it. I get it. The primary use and as far as I know, this is 100% factual. The primary use for salt was to abate, to halt, to keep at bay the corruption primarily of flesh, of meat. Okay, Meat gets rotten. Okay, No refrigerator. They don't have ice cubes. They don't have ice machines. <laughs> you know, you could. There's two ways to preserve, to keep meat from spoiling. Okay, Corruption. This is talking about sin. Salt and light, it's the same thing. Light is one way of saying, you know, pierce the darkness. Darkness equals sin. Darkness equals the devil. Darkness equals uh, blindness to the truth, so on and so on. This is, salt is a preservative. It keeps, now hear me now, and I know I'm, I'm talking really fast. I'll try to slow down. Salt does not stop corruption. It slows it down. We will eventually see the powers of darkness. The Bible says this in Revelation. It says it in Daniel. I know there's some people that are preaching, no, if we live good enough and if we're awesome enough and if we do enough signs and wonders and miracles, uh, we'll just sort of gravitate into all sin will go away. And, you know, that's just not what the Bible teaches. I'm sorry. I'm a Bible guy. I believe what the scripture says. I don't believe it's up for grabs, but we're not supposed to be passive. We're not just supposed to sit back and go, well, you know, it's coming, you know, Isaiah 61, rise and shine, you know, the darkness is going to overcome the world. The darkness will increase and gross darkness of people. So we'll just kind of stand back and watch it happens. No, the Bible says occupy, which is where we get the word occupation. In other words, it means keep being the light, keep being the salt. Jesus actually said, I'm, I haven't forgotten about the president. I'm going to go back there. But this is this is what we're talking about. Jesus said, if the salt loses its savor, which means its ability to, to be salty, the salt can do that. You sit it out if it gets affected enough by the sun or the environment. It ceases to have its salty components. There's signs to that. I won't go into it. Hi, Sandy. So what, what did Jesus, not Jesus, Jesus, not me, Jesus. What did he say? The guy you love, right? The guy you serve. He said this. He said, if the salt loses its saltiness, which obviously he's saying that because he knows that it can, and for some it will. He said, if the salt, which is you, you are the salt, if the salt loses its saltiness, its ability to do what it's supposed to do, it is good for nothing. I know you don't like those words. I don't really like them either. But he's trying to say 
your reason, part of your reason for being here is to learn to love him. The other part is to learn to love people. And part of loving people is telling them the truth and being the salt that keeps back the corruption. We're called to do that. Okay, so let's go back to the president. Oh, I want to say one more thing about the salt. If the salt loses its saltiness, it's good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the feet of men. This is very specific language. I want to just say this real quick. When people see that you no longer are relevant, you know, the church used to have a voice in the world because it wasn't afraid to speak up. Well, I've watched through the decades the enemy succeed in kowtowing, shaming. I know people, they used to, I mean, there are some that, that you know, I'm, people would boldly get on the Internet and get in the pulpit or whatever and testify, God saved me from sin. You, he shall, he, you call his name Jesus, he will save his people from their sin. And they would say, Black is black and white is white. God saved me from sin and so on and so on. Now they're afraid to say anything. Why? Because Satan caused people to mock them. And that's why when you go to watch this video this morning, I want you to know I am not pro-mockery. I don't. I believe that's a tactic of the enemy and we don't take the enemy's tactics and use them for Christianity's or light or salt's uh, advancement, Okay. Jesus doesn't do that. We're, we are not allowed to do that. We shouldn't do it. It's something they do in warfare. It's called demonizing the enemy. It works, but it's not what Jesus would do. So when you watch a video of Tucker this morning, you're going to have to wade through the sarcasm and the mockery. But I need you to hear the truth of what's happening. So we don't want the, the salt to be trampled under men's feet. Enough of that. All right. So you thought I forgot. I didn't forget. The president tried to hand over our national health care sovereignty to a global entity. All right. He is about to attempt to do the same thing. Now, what am I saying? Am I talking, you know, let's go out and, you know, whatever, whatever, and get crazy and violent? No, nope, that's not what I'm saying. I am saying it's time to look over the edge and see what's possible to happen if this goes through. What he's trying to do is hand over. The sovereignty, well, let me say it this way. He came on on the video the other day and basically just said, I am going to initiate an executive order. Now, again, you Tucker can say it better than I can. You can listen to other people, whatever. I think uh, another guy, who's the, who's the Blaze guy, talked about it too and really lined it out well. Maybe if I can find that, I'll put it on there. I forget his name. Heather, you probably know his name. The guy that does Blaze TV. What's his name? Anyway, executive order to call a national emergency. Okay. Anything done in the name of an emergency. This is a broad statement. Basically, he has power to call an emergency. It's like your states. If there's a flood or there's bad weather, Glenn Beck. Thank you, Gene. Um, yeah, I'll put a Glenn uh, one on there, too, because he, he really articulates the um, the technicalities of it. Listen, Christian, don't say this doesn't affect you. Don't say this won't affect your family. This is one of those things. In the dream I had, we were looking over a cliff, and that cliff was deep, and we couldn't see the bottom. If, hey, Brandon, God bless you. If the Lord, if if this was allowed to happen, 
and he was allowed to call a and this this emergency is a climate emergency if the president is permitted to call a climate emergency he basically has carte blanche to put in effect the green new deal all the carbon emission stuff uh, let me just say a lot of crazy a lot of crazy okay now i believe executive orders are important in some in true emergencies in the state of war in uh, some kind of a soup you know a natural disaster something that is truly but just to just to promote your mandate for your you know idea of the global environment and and the climate and and all of this stuff that is still very hotly debated it is a gross stepping overreach of his uh, authority and responsibility. So what am I saying about all this? You're the salt and the light. You've heard me say this many times before. The first place is always to pray. Now you need to do your research. There was an immediate pushback when he made this announcement last week saying he, I, I mean, he got up and said it. It's all over the internet. You can find it. He says, we are in a a climate crisis, a climate emergency. I'm going to use my executive powers if Congress won't pass the necessary, you know, I think it was, uh, oh gosh, the Netherlands recently that did this. Uh, Canada recently did this. When the truckers came, they actually, uh, Trudeau actually called it a, a national emergency and started arresting people and closing down their bank accounts. It was such an abuse of power. It was just almost unbelievable. So um, the Netherlands has done this recently. They said, we're going to decrease emissions by 50% in within a few years or something and started closing down farms. I mean, it's just This stuff is so crazy. It's hard to even believe it's happening. So I am commissioning you with what little influence I have to please pray. Please take this seriously. This is not a little thing. I believe that God gave me such a random dream last night with guys that I am not really that much paying attention to right now. Tucker Carlson and this man, I still don't know this. I mean, I know this man's name because he said his name and he was using this man as an example in mockery. And I'm not for that. I want to be clear about that. If you watch it, Carlson does a lot of a lot of uh, mockery and a lot of uh, sarcasm and, and poking fun at people. I think a little bit of poking fun is okay, but yeah, anyway. But the truth of the matter is this is a serious, serious breach of authority that could have a radical global impact. So you need to pray, and however you can, you need to make your voice known. Some of what we do in the world today is simply just letting people know. It's amazing to me how many people don't even know this stuff is happening. And again, I'm not trying to be negative towards my Christian brothers and sisters, but I meet so many of them. They just could care less about what's happening in the world because Jesus is going to fix it all. And that's not being salt and light. I'm sorry, it's just not. Say, so, Well, I'm praying and that's good. That is half of it. But you also need to open your mouth and say something. So... I'm asking you to look at the video. Um, I'm going to put the other one on there with Glenn Beck. And I just I just ask you to pray. Take it to heart. Pray. Say, Jesus, what can I do? God, please influence our president and those in his cabinet 
not to make such a foolish decision. It won't just affect the country, it'll affect the planet because as goes this country, so goes the planet. And so much of this stuff is being executed right before the coming elections in order to gain favor and all that. So anyway, that's all I'm going to say. I want to end with reading the scripture, okay? Opening up my Bible here, and I'll promise I'll be done in just a minute. In Matthew chapter 15, or excuse me, chapter 5, starting in verse 13. I want you to know, I want you to hear the words of the Lord. Don't check out just yet. Listen to what this says. And this is again, heaven and earth will pass, pass away. Jesus said, my words will never pass away. It's as true today as it was when he spoke it. And it'll be true a thousand years from now. Listen to what he says. He's talking to you. He's talking to me. You, I love the fact that it starts out you in verse 13. And the verse 14, it starts out you. You are the salt of the earth. And then starting in verse 14, you are the light of the world. I think sometimes we forget this. It's not all about Jesus. It's about you. Okay, this is what he said. It's not all about me, says Jesus. It's about you. Yes, he's the salt. Yes, he's the light. But he's saying, as he is, it says in 1 John, so are you in the world. You are now. He gave that to you. You are now salt. You are now light. You can't just lay that aside and blame politics or whatever and say, I'm not called to do that. I'm just called to love Jesus. Listen, you're called to love Jesus. And first, right, of course, I'm going to be teaching about that tomorrow night. Hope you all come. Salem House Prayer, 7 o'clock. But then you get that love for him, and then you're supposed to love people enough to tell them the truth. All right. So it says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt, the preserving power, loses its savor or its ability to hold back corruption, how shall it be salted? One translation says, if it loses its saltiness, how will, what function is it? It says it is good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. That's what they do with salt once it goes bad. It just really doesn't have a function anymore. You know, when you cease to have a function in the earth, God's going to take you home. As long as you're breathing, you're sucking breath right now. It's because you've got a reason to be here on this planet. God's not just tormenting. <laughs> He's not just saying, well, I'm going to watch and see what they do. No, he already knows what you're going to do. Okay. He wants you to shine the light and be the salt. All right. So verse 13, you're the salt. Verse 14, you are the light. You're the light. Yes, darkness is increasing. It absolutely is. Don't pretend it's not. It is. But the light is increasing too. And you're a part of that light. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. And he goes on to talk about, you know, light becomes ineffective like salt can become ineffective. Light can become ineffective by what? Well, by hiding it. You got a flashlight. You stick it under your armpit. Nobody's seeing it. Light has to be out there, okay? Let your light so shine before men, Jesus said. It's amazing to me how we have lost these simple concepts. You know, the world is in confusion and they've lost their common sense. Almost everybody that watches this program tells me the same thing. Where is people's just common sense, their reason? Well, listen, I wa I've watched believers. I think we've lost some of our common sense too. I'm not being mean. I'm just saying this is basic Christianity 101. We're called to love God and love people. And that just doesn't mean telling them Jesus loves you. It means showing them the light, you know, reproving the darkness 
shining the light, shining, telling the good news, and then telling, you know, that God can deliver them. And you know what I'm saying. These are basic teachings of the Bible. All right. I'm going to let you go. Steve, God bless you. So <clears throat> pray. Watch the videos that I put on there. Watch. And, and even, I, even, please, please, even if you don't like them, listen to what they're saying wade through the parts so you don't like their personality i get it sometimes i do sometimes i don't you know it doesn't matter what matters is truth hi carmen hi and big shout out to our uk lady all right and pray for britain too the fires that are going on in britain uh crazy crazy actually there's fires all over the planet we're literally in the midst of a midst of a global heat wave anyway all right pray and then do what the Lord tells you to do. That's it. That's it. Can you do that? I know you can. I know you love God. I know you want to do the right thing. I believe God gave me this dream. I haven't been connected to this. I really haven't. I, it's not like, wow, I've been watching this. And so it's just a pizza dream and coming up. No, very random. Very, very um, much the Lord, I think so. Be in prayer. Let your voice be made known. And trust that the Lord's going to have his way. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for your people. Thank you for their love. Thank you that they're devoted to doing the right thing. Lord, show them like you just showed me. Awaken us, God. Let us be awake. Lord, that dream took place in the night. And we were looking over a cliff. I believe you're saying this is a big, big issue. So many times the enemy slips in and we don't really see what's happening. Help our eyes to be open. Help us to come to you in prayer in agreement with what you want to happen and what you don't want to happen and preserve the state of this union, preserve our country, preserve our planet from corruption and let us be a part of that. We pray. We love you. We thank you in Jesus name. Amen. All right, guys. Hey, Jennifer Ray, God bless you. So again, some of you just coming on, I beg you watch the beginning of this. See what the Lord is saying. Uh, perhaps by Next Tuesday, I'll have some more information about the dream and I can share no promises because that's up to the Lord. Uh, but I, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, I'll see you tomorrow night at Salem House of Prayer. I'll tell you one more time. I'm going to be teaching out of uh, this book right here, The Song of All Songs, and you don't want to miss it. It's the last time we'll be uh, speaking at the House of Prayer before we hit the road again. So I love you guys. Hope to see you. Uh, cancel all your other events and come see me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Love you all so much. God bless you. And as always, give yourself permission. Give yourself permission today. I'm going to have a great day. God bless You've been listening to Connection Life Ministries podcast. It is our honor and privilege to partner with others from around the world in a joint effort to get the Word of God to you. If you would like more information or have questions, feel free to email us at connectionlifeministries at yahoo.com.